welcome to Critical Ditto, the Pokemon Roleplay Podcast. Not Season 1. Not Season 2, even. No. But Season 3. Trois. Says. Trez. Trez. Says, says it's a different number. <laughs> ah. I started well. It is Season 3. They do say 3 is the magic number. <laughs> Maybe you've been undecided so far. But for some reason, stuck with us. This is where we turn it around, guys. This is it. This is where we sprinkle the fairy dust. This is bigger. This is better. This is better. This is season three. Ali, are you excited for season I'm three? I'm very excited, Stu. David, are you so excited? excited? I couldn't be more pumped if I tried. And that's the only people we care about. So I'm really happy. I'm very, very wow. ecstatic. <laughs> wow. Tom, who's got 15 foam fingers and shirtless Thomas, Thomas with a big C a on his chest. Costume. If you walk, have five, walk sadly out of the room. Womp, womp. If you have fifteen foam fingers, isn't that just three foam hands? You're just trying to upsell. <laughs> the fact that you haven't got anyone near as it's much. It's for his. It's for his barbarical cosplay. Right, I'm Stuart. I'm running the game. To my digital left is me, Ali. I play Kenny Mullet, the empathetic yet haunted young man from Comover Town, on a quest to find out more about his weird poker powers. Fun fact about Kenny. His favourite food is a butter sandwich. He has Dartrix, called Bowtie, a newly evolved Gyarados, called Moustache, a Honchcrow called Fedora, a Salandit called Hoops, and a Spiritoom called Swirly. And to my digital left, we have... Hey Queens, it's David here, playing Theo, the acerbic former priest of the Church of Slaslow and or Slow King, whichever you, whichever you want to say, your mileage varies. And on Theo's Pokemon team is... A Meditite, a Swadloon called Hillary, a Kabuto called Cabbage, a Barbarical that's otherwise known as Brobarical, a Togekiss who has the same voice as Ashanti if Ashanti existed in the world of Pokemon, and Jason the Combi. And Theo's favourite food is steamed tofu. To my right is game design intern, Tom Ben. <laughs> Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad David's allowed me to use the microphone, uh, considering I don't have a master's in audio production, but I'm so pleased to be able to get this opportunity. Uh, my name is Tom. I'm playing Brandy, but it's season three Brandy. She's even more of an ex-cheerleader than before. She has even more pink hair than before. Oh. Uh, and, and her favourite food is just barbecue sauce. <laughs> gross, really gross. Straight from the bottle. <laughs> yeah, Ali, you know you plant the caps and it grows out of the ground. That's how Brandy thinks it works, and she's just <laughs> sitting on a gold mine. She's Try. planting the caps, and then whiskey goes out at night and just picks up the caps and plants a <laughs> bottle of barbecue sauce. And it's like, oh my god, it's, it's the uh, it's that's the whiskey version sweet... of Santa Claus. <laughs> that's such a oh, sweet that's image. So cute. Um, and on Brandy's Pokemon team is Wimpy the Lopany now. Snorleone the Munchlax, Gary the Scroopy, Bunnelby the Therapist, I suppose? I think that's just Bunnelby's nickname, the Therapist, and Meltan as yet unnicknamed. Right, everyone, just chant with me. Season three. 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 The audio of this is going to be a nightmare. Season says... Formia. One month on. The sounds of a newspaper printing press. 
Thirty consecutive days have passed since Team Nautilus's assault on the Nadorient Express was foiled on the approach to Neubatten Town. Eyewitnesses report Gyarados troop carriers, unearthly tempests, and flying ships. Yet the most shocking thing to come from that day was surely the heroic return of Formia's saviour, Gary Reginald Smoke. Having been missing for several days, Smoke revealed himself at the critical moment to be the champion we know and love, bursting forth from behind the scenes to crush Team Nautilus and their captain, Elisa, with decisive force. By the time Elite Four member Dromoxis and the other League trainers arrived, the threat was nullified, and Mr. Smoke had disappeared like a haze in the mid-morning sun. Oh, you know Gary! He's got the X-Factor, honey! said Miss Caribbean Blue, an S-Class trainer caught up in the train attack. Who else but Gary could have sorted out this whole mess? Although Elisa remains missing, the remnants of Team Nautilus are scattered and impotent. After being hailed a returning hero, Mr. Smoke returned to his spot as champion and figurehead of the Pokemon League. But that did not mean a return to the status quo at League headquarters. General Ostein Phillips was removed from his post as head of the League military in a bizarre unexplained move, replaced with little fanfare by Varn, the leader of private vigilante organization Team Helsing. In these difficult times, we must strengthen by banding together," explained Elite Four member Tyler in a prepared statement. With incidents like the poker-powered assault on the Nadorient Express becoming more prevalent every day, we feel like Varn and Team Helsing are essential to ensuring the safety of all citizens of Formia. We thank General Phillips for his years of service. The League has encouraged poker-powered to identify themselves so that they can be observed and monitored for the public's safety. The mysterious Team Mystic, seen as a mouthpiece for poker-powered rights, has not yet responded. The gym system and league challenges remain open in spite of heavy poker-powered testing and restriction, and the Seto Kappa-sponsored pairing of Heron and Bash for Luton are widely tipped to be the next serious challengers for the title. Kappa Corp has been busy elsewhere, having made the Extreme Ball widely available. Would-be trainers have hit the wilds of Formia with abandon, catching Pokémon in numbers never before seen. It's amazing, says Bugcatcher Macaulay, standing next to a fiery-looking Scyther shackled by the Extreme Ball's heavy, dull aura. I can catch whatever I want, with, like, zero effort. There are serious concerns about what the surge in Extreme Ball usage is doing for wild Pokemon ecology, counters Pepper Lycanhope, Pokemon physician and grass-type specialist. Dr. Lycanhope has herself returned from a successful campaign countering the diseased giant mushroom in the fungal forest, a threat which revealed itself to be a large poisonous breloom with particularly nasty tummy trouble. The real question, hanging over Formia, is what next? There is a feeling that events are taking on a momentum of their own, tumbling like an out-of-control Tauros stampede towards the murky unknown. And although the dark storm clouds of Team Nautilus have been dissipated, surely it won't take long for an even murkier blot to shroud us in darkness once again. How long can we lean on the Gary Smokes of the world to be a lantern in the gloom? Hedrold stood awkwardly in the office of reporter Ulmer, having finished reading his article. He shuffled the papers with discomfort, Ulmer letting the silence hang like a zubat from a cavern ceiling. Hedrold could not meet Ulmer's eye, instead choosing to cast his glance over the lavish 13th floor office of the Daily Telegraph building in Neubattentown. He stared at the countless framed articles and imposing upholstery until his eyes met with Ulmer's Gliscor, 
perched noiselessly on a stand in the corner. It hissed with venom, and Hedrol's eyes returned to his toes. Dear boy, what a clever little thing you are, cooed Ulmer. You like it? asked Hedrold. Ulmer returned Hedrold a deliberately opaque smile. If I'm being frank, it was hard, summarizing the events of a whole month in just one article. I didn't even get to include the bits about the Church of Slaslo increasing their activity around the core superprison. I'm glad you could rise to the challenge, little one. We just need to give Vaughn a bit more of a heroic description. Really big up his military history. Honored veteran, something like that. Of course, nodded Hedrold. Oh, and add Violent Terror Group before Team Mystic. Um, yes. The Tims family are good friends of the paper. I am so glad they introduced us, Hedrold. I think you'll fit in perfectly here. So you'll run it? said Hedrold, failing to hide his excitement. The people must be informed, Hedrold. Oh, thank you. It's so exciting to work for the Delegraph. You don't work at the Delegraph, sweet thing. You join our family. A family committed to protecting the people of Formia and giving them the information to keep them safe. The Gliscor hissed again from the corner of the room. Hedrold felt a bead of sweat emerge from his forehead. Safe? he proffered tentatively. He suddenly felt anything but. Ulmer laid a delicate white hand on his shoulder. Time's a changing, little reporter. Just make sure you're on the right side of history. Welcome aboard. Time has passed. So Floatzels gathered on your airship. We're going to flash back to the start of that month and figure out how the three of you have spent your time. We're going to start with Kenny. Hello. Kenny, where would you like in this in this thirty day period? What's the first significant thing that Kenny does or happens to Kenny? That's a good question. Well, I think um, Kenny is obviously, as we know, captain of the ship. Mm. I think Kenny feels a level of responsibility with the ship uh, and he's also he's very aware that uh, Peronius is on the ship as the only person that can pilot it because in order to pilot the ship one needs to have poker powers. I think Kenny wants to practice controlling poker powers with Taronius and Octi as people who've kind of gone through it before. Octi seems to have suffered a similar sort of fate to what we discovered happened to Brandy's dad so there might be something relevant in there. Great. Where in the region of Formia do you think you guys are? At what point in the month do you think this occurs? I think this is almost like day one. It's very early days. You're heading inland. We're above sort of the Rautuno forest. Where on the ship have you approached Taronis Chanda to have this chat? I think at the wheel.
Um, I do like to pilot this ship. One, two, three. And I do like to turn on the wheel. One, oh, two, oh, three. Oh, three. Three. When the wind's in our sails, then I know we won't fail. Oh, 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 We're pirates of no, no. Of the flash mullets. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, uh, Captain Kenny. Did not see you coming there. So, uh, apologies. I just singing helps me uh, an octi pilot the ship. You know, it's uh, something we've always done. No, it was it was lovely. You've, so you and octi have this real connection, right? Oh, I goes goes back a long way, doesn't it, octi? Oh, octi and oct octillery holds up all eight tentacles. Yeah, eight. It goes back eight. eight. It goes back eight. a whole eight. Oh, a whole eight. I heard. On the grapevine, in, in order in order to pilot this ship, you need to have Oka powers. Is that correct? I'll be honest, lad. I don't know. It's a mysterious thing. All I know is that I've stuck my claw into that hole there, and I sort of wiggle it around with the tendrils and that, and it sort of worked for me. Because basically, recently I discovered something a little bit disturbing about people with Oka powers, that um, they kind of start to transform form into Pokemon. And I've already sort of discovered this on our travels, and I don't want the same thing to happen to you, and I don't want the same thing to happen to me, or in fact to anyone, because it's quite nice being a human. I'm sure being a Pokemon's lovely. Oh, I'll be honest, I'd never even thought about it, lad. I mean, don't get me wrong, the claw's useful, you know, for, for crushing necks and, and opening cans of sweet corn. Oh, you'll be doing a lot more of the latter and a lot I less of the former. I do love me sweet corn, lad. <laughs> Tyronis, how long have you had that claw for? Eight. Octillery holds up eight to <laughs> eight. You've had eight. it for eight. I have. You and Octi have known each other for eight, and you've had the claw for eight. Octi. Octi used to be a human. Well, that's kind of the opposite news I wanted to hear. No, but what you're saying, it makes sense. I never understood. I'm a simple man. But I just, I never thought that that would be me. I thought I could fight it, or just control it. And he takes you, claw in one hand, arm in the other. Kenny. Oh, one, one hand's a lot nicer than the other. I, I'd do anything to bring my Octi back to me. And I don't want to be a claw man. I don't want to be a crab monster. Octillery starts crying and, and, the, and it sort of feels like it's raining. I promise you, I'm going to do everything I can to help you and to help Octi. If Octi was once a human, Octi, you listen to me with all of your eight. I promise you that I will I, I, I will help you. How can you promise that? I can't. <laughs> I can't promise you that it'll work, but I can promise you that I'll try. I've met far too many people whose lives have been badly affected by poker powers. I don't want that to happen to anyone else ever again. So I'm gonna try to do my best to understand this and to help people like me, like you, like Octi, and like someone else's dad, who's very dear to me. The, the person, not, not the dad. Well, I'm sure the dad would be too. I don't, That's, I don't oh, know no, the I'm judging. I had a relationship with an octopus, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised that every time Octillery holds up all eight tentacles, Octillery actually lets go of the ship. So there's a big, there's a big sort of drop every time, every time Octi. So imagine that has happened. Before, you know, Octillery catches it to be like, oh God, shouldn't do that. Kenny, you seem different to the other people that I've sort of followed in my life. And I say this for Octi too, is if that's your goal, then we want to help. I'm 
more than confident that you'll find a way to do that. I'm done using this claw for bad things. Well, I'll tell you what you can use the claw as a good thing for. You can show me how to pilot this ship. Ah, right. Yeah. All right, well, if uh, you want to hold my claw... No, no, I, the, the last thing I want to hold is the claw. It's, ah, it's, it's very rough. Enough. It's it's constantly wet. I don't even know how. I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I suffer a lot of performance anxiety piloting the ship. You know, that's why I sing. It's to, just to distract, so... Oh, well, let's sing together. All right, you put your hand there. I put mine there. Oh, my oh, love. let's sing. My darling, <laughs> I've hungered for your <laughs> touch. This hand is my hand, this hand is your hand. No, wait, that's my claw! Tom Brandy. Brandy Tom. What is the first, the first little zoom in on Brandy's month? As we are close to Comover Town and ergo Surfloat Town, Brandy is actually going to go back to Surfloat Town. So she's going to disembark the ship and will use probably quite a lot of the treasure hoard that has been gathered on the Team Nautilus ship to donate it to Whiskey's Delios and the town of Surfloat. And it's going to of Surfloat. Yeah, and she's okay. going to start. Be, she's going to be rebuilding Surfloat Town. Don't I forget four. to give them your five per DM points as well. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, Ali. I feel so That's a bit much. Out, That's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So, Mum, you've got a choice of you can either have sort of a mystery gift for three. You might or... get a bit of snail mail, but <laughs> maybe it's worth the risk. Where, where in Surfloat would you like to zoom in on? I'd quite like to zoom in much later on in the month where she's unwrapping the Scyther nestful display that she the ordered. New, the new display. The new display. The new display. The new display. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this isn't the new display I wanted. This is, a, this is, this is obscene. This is smut. <laughs> Why is Barnaby Tim's on the cover? This is awful. He's coming out of a clamper. <laughs> okay. You're unwrapping the, the new Scyther sign that says scything through these deals. Have you had any real contact with whiskey before this moment? Have you been like rebuilding throughout the month? Or is it um, just that you've donated the money and now you're coming in for the final Just stretch? coming in to unwrap <laughs> to do the one last display nail. and be like, what hard <laughs> work? I helped. <laughs> I think Brandy tried to help at the beginning, but her carpentry skills were so bad that whiskey actually convinced her to her time was better spent uh, on the management side, so helping the rest of Surflow and doing a lot of stuff, you know, with um, drum fisks and the slums, but, but basically becoming the hero of Surflow Town. So have you been there the whole month, mate? I think Brandy would have been on and off the ship. I think the ship sort of comes by every now and then. So we're zooming in. Brandy is unwrapping the sign in a newly refurbished Whiskey's Delios in and amongst a refurbished Surflow Town itself where the slums have seen an influx of cash, of treasure, and the town itself is looking far more sparkling and new than it did in the wake of the storm. Ah, oh, Mum, you'll never believe it. What? They've spelt Sivin wrong. They've what? They've spelt well, Sivin wrong. How have they spelt it? Well, they've spelt I... it with a TH, not a V. 
What five 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 fiving? Fiving. Five fiving. Siving. Fiving. They go on like this for forty five minutes. What's a siving? Scythe. Scything. I don't get it. Should we send it back? Nah. To be honest, I I think that's how it was before. Now Brandy, you're right, you're right. This is the new the new whiskey stilios where just good enough is not good enough. And actually, things should be better than they were before, right? I've painted that on the front. Uh, it's a very long. It went, it went on to the neighbours. It went on to the neighbours' shop. They weren't happy about it. It went on to Drumfisks. I've covered up his sign. Yeah, but we got Drumfisk's daughter back, so basically we could do whatever we want to Drumfisk him, and he's happy. So, how happy has Drumfisk been since, like, you know, sh- obviously we don't talk about it, do we? But, like, you know. Oh, yeah, the shush, shush, hush, hush, shush, invisible shush, hush, situation. Hush. Oh, yeah. Is Drumfisk there, is it not? I don't know. He's donated to us all of his alcohol. Yeah. He oh. doesn't need it anymore. Drumfisk, look, he's, he's just there. He's outside. Drumfisk. Hello. Uh, Hello, Drumfisk. Whiskey. Good to see you again. And you, Mr. Trumpet. Can I just say your elocution, sir, coming along a storm. I'm taking lessons from my, my daughter here. Not 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 the daughter, the other one. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the one I've had the whole time. Gerdy. Gerdy, yes. Gerdy, yes. Hi, Gerdy. The name I remember. Hi, Gerdy. How are you doing, Gerdy? Hello. Hi. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you for the help with the... With the family thing, thank you, thank you for that, thank you. No worries, and if there are, and you know, I'm sure no one is listening in, but it's great that you and your dad are so happy with life generally, <laughs> even though not nothing has changed. Brandy, we couldn't be happier. <laughs> I've been well... practicing my R's. I don't know if you could tell. He does that all the time, even in words that <laughs> I... isn't an R in. He just haven't I got <laughs> Uh... Oh, all right. Well, there's still work to do. That's the thing. I work. Work is never done, right, Brandy? Exactly. G- Gerdy is never done. Gerdy, Mr. Drumfish, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We shall leave by. you to your scene. Ta-ta! Thank you so much. Thank God, you. That's... Take me with God. you. Take me with. Okay. Fine. Yeah. No, Gerdy, this way. <laughs> I'm so happy that the the town is sort of feeling normal again, and it's it's all thanks to you. I. I... I mean, it's thanks to it's thanks to a bit of me. It's it's thanks a are you, lot. Are you to... kidding? You you turn up one day. I, I don't see you for like five days, and then you turn up with with you know treasure out of the wild zoo. Excuse my excuse my Spanish. You know, I, I feel like I stifled you, my love. You know, getting you to work in the shop. You're clearly made for so much more. Mum, honestly, if only things is... have been different. You say it was. You say it was me, but it really wasn't. It was. It was a lot of Theo. You know, remember our friend Theo. No. Yes. You... yes. No. Oh I'm... God! I was going to say no, no, pretty no, important. I've, to- I've talked. I've no, talked non-stop about Theo and Kenny for pretty much all the time. Yes. Come back, yeah. Yeah. So. Of course. Of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Is it all right if I just have a quick, quick word with you? Is that okay? With me? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Are there other people here? <laughs> who well, else is in the room? Well, yeah. There's the whole t- workmen who have been here. I mean, all month. I did. I forgot about They're them. They're quiet. Work, They're workmen. really quiet. Quiet They're workmen. Really... This happens to us at every job. I'm, listen, I I appreciate you. I do, and I'm I'm sorry if I haven't made more conversation no, it's with fine, you. It's the, fine. Last... the working like, class is have, often forgotten. And do you have interests? Do you do you like things? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, I've actually got a deep passion for the work of squash mallet. Okay, all right. Of course you do. Everyone seems to. Weirdly, every builder that looks like you has a passion for squash mallet. Listen, Leds, I I think with the unveiling of the cipher sign, your work is done. You're you're released. You're free. Take off oh, those cuffs. Bye. You're done. Do you know who it is? They're not builders. They're, they're just Meltan. They're just <laughs> loads and loads of Meltan. I'm glad just... you found gainful employment here, Meltan, because I heard you had some uh, you had some tricky times before this. We came through, thanks to our queen over here. I mean, Brandy. I mean, our queen. I mean, Brandy. I mean, our queen. 
Honestly, Maltan, it's all fine. It's all fine. But I just need a quick word with my mum, if that's all right. I would hug you if my body wasn't molten metal. Farewell, well, actually, your my body's, queen. I mean, body's liquid mercury, which is room temperature, as a one helpful fan pointed out. <laughs> so wise, so esteemed. Probably the most interesting comment uh, uh, I, I think I've received on the podcast so far was that mercury can't be that hot because it's liquid at room temperature, so it doesn't make any sense. And I thought, well, that's correct. Thank yeah, you, for... you idiot. I mean, the furnace was room temperature the entire time. Yeah. The entire time. <laughs> Brendy, they've no. gone. Where do you want? Do you want to go to your room? Should we go to your room? No, I wondered if we could go to Celio's dive pool. Oh yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think he's just sort of diving out in the bay. Do you want to? Celio, Celio. No, Stop. you don't have to call him over. It's okay. Celio. What do you have to say? I was just. I know you don't like talking about it, but I just wanted to know what you remember about Dad, really. Oh, your father. I know you and him were were separated. You well, know, before you did the shop. The shop was sort of something after him, but. I just want to know, like, a nice memory of him. Well, I guess the night we got married at the uh, at the fairground. The, uh... You got married at a fairground? Yeah, we did. Is that why you've never let me go to a fairground as a kid? That and also, you know, your, your terrifying fear of teacups. Well, yeah, obviously. We got married at a fairground, Brendy, and uh, that was the night before your father disappeared. So it's bittersweet, but it was the happiest night of my life, excepting your birth and everything, of course, but before that all... Why did you get married at a fairground? It was spontaneous, Brandy. It was, you know, you'll learn this one day when you're a bit older, but when you love and, you know, you love someone and he says, I love your whiskey and I think you're wonderful and I want to spend the rest of my life with you and I don't want to wait another second and I want to to marry you. I want to marry you on a Ferris wheel. You just, I don't know, you say yes, Brandy. You just say yes to things, so. If you had the opportunity to see Dad again, you'd do it, right? Listen, Brendan, unless this is going somewhere, I'd really rather not. Nah, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, of course I want to see him again, Brendan. Of course I would. Brandy takes off her clothes to reveal a swimming costume and she jumps into the sea and starts swimming with Delio, the Celio. Celio. Hey, Celio. And she's looking at the Celio, just trying to see... If there's sort of any glimpse that Celio knows anything about Celio, can I roll? Yeah, sure. What would you say? Um, is it weird? Okay. If you want to do a flat, a flat weird roll, just to kind of figure, figure stuff out, rather than I suppose it's not like you've got specific questions. Yeah, I don't really have any for, questions. That's uh, the thing. Delio. It's very yeah. much more up in the air. Like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to look for a glimpse of the man with the big moustache, basically. Okay. So five plus a two, minus one, so it's a six. It, it strikes me, Brandy, that there's a desperation in you to find some humanity in there and almost to pull your father back through will alone and undo some of the time that you've lost already. But I think the crushing realisation you have out there in the water, splashing around with, with Delio, the CDO, is that actually you're getting nothing back. And it's, yeah. not, it's not like you lose anything, it's just a realisation that... There's no easy fix to this. Celio is acting like the Celio he's always acted like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I can't whis- tell whiskey's, whether that's. Whiskey's on the side, just waving, 
and Delio the Celio is flipping around like a Celio would, enjoying his time with you, but there's no there's no deeper meaning there. It's almost as if he's questioning, like, why is Brandy holding me and being weird? Like, why aren't you playing? Let's play! Celio! Celio! And then Brandy says to Celio, I'm never going to forgive the person who took you away from me. Celio! And I promise I'm going to bring you back. Celio! Celio! And just starts, like, licking you all. Mum! Mum! <laughs> yeah? Mum! <laughs> what? Do you need the life ring? The life? No, I don't need the life ring. I'm, I can swim. Do you need, do you need your beach. armbands? Do you need your armbands, baby? I don't baby? need my armbands. No, I don't want my armbands. It's embarrassing. I just wanted to say that I'm probably going to be gone for a while now. What? Are you going to get dry first? Well, I'm not going to go right now. I, I, don't, <laughs> that's what, I don't know. That's what you're implying, babe. Mum, I've got loads of washing to do as well. Have you haven't even done that yet? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was rebuilding a shop, my love. Oh, you were rebuilding a shop? Yes, I was, I was my what, dear. Who thinks Pratic is... That's it. Give me my money back. I want 30 million oh, pounds. stop it. Right stop now. it. I want all five of my Padilla points back. Right now, you witch. <laughs> Get Give out. Me... I'm taking... I'm putting mushrooms in your omelette later. I am. I am. I don't mushrooms, care. Mushrooms are well, too bad because I love them. That's Kenny that doesn't love them. <laughs> don't worry on the ship. Kenny bristles anxiously. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Everyone, just lead into the midsection. I want you to lead with a particular body part. It's my neck. Between. Sue's going for neck. I've, okay. gone, I've got neck. David, what are you leaning with there? You're, it's, it's a little inappropriate, but I'm not hating it. No, that's my thumb, Ali. That's oh, my thumb. Oh, thank God for that. Oh. Tom, you seem to be struggling a little bit. Are you okay there? I forgot how to lean. You forgot how to lean? Oh, I don't Tom. know how to lean. Teach well, us, Ali. Teach us how to lean. Is there an explanation somewhere? There is an explanation. It's on a piece of paper that you're holding there, Tom. Would you like to read that out to the class, please? It says midsection. I'll read it out now. My one request is that you do it in your normal voice rather than whatever character this is. <laughs> you're not enjoying this voice? The nervous non-leaner? <laughs> <laughs> we do have a midsection, everyone. This is from Leslie. Thanks, Leslie. For writing in. It doesn't mean a lot to us. Even though a lot of the time we make fun of midsection um, <laughs> uh, entries, we do genuinely appreciate it. We so here we that, go. Not only that, we sometimes make fun of the people that send them in, which is way worse. <laughs> yeah, which is much worse. I think we need to try... Series three, guys. Let's be nicer about the midsection. I thought you'd be characters. cutting all the insults out, and then I started listening to the episodes, and I realised <laughs> you kept them all in. <laughs> Leslie writes, so... Since you lovelies got all up in my brain space and I couldn't find my already weak Welsh accent because I kept hearing Kenny in my mind, I propose, shockingly, a Welshman. Ooh. Is the that gen- the entire description of the character? A Welshman. No, there is another paragraph. Here we go. Season three. It's Welsh. The, de- the season we go to Wales. <laughs> Under Milkwood, Formia style. <laughs> Under Milkery Wood. <laughs> oh. Right, here we go. The gentleman is Scott Ayers, purveyor of Polywhirls, an ice cream cart. He travels the world to create and sell artisanal ice cream thematically linked to Pokemon. He has been routinely mistaken for a professor because he too wears a white jacket and always says, Me? No, the professor here is the brains and nods to his companion, Professor the Polywhirl. Oh. Appearance, up to you guys. Take some, take all, and thanks for sharing your fun. If Imagine how cute a Polywell would look like with that little cap on. Just a little, <laughs> yeah. little ice cream cap. So I like that. the idea that, that if Polywell is nicknamed the Professor, why is Polywell nicknamed the Professor? Is it because Polywell is experimenting with some really insane flavours? What if the Polywell 
is the professor of love. <laughs> Explain. Wait, by, which I mean, <laughs> by which I mean, rather than being knowledgeable, he's always professing his love to whoever, whoever he's... So that's why he's selling the ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's uh, amazing. Just a so he's not flirt. a... He's not a professor. He's no. just a professor. He's just he professing stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like, nice. Wow. Nice. So this Polywell is like. Also, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting on every Pokemon that comes to this ice cream van. Maybe as a type alley. Maybe you've made, I don't know. Yeah, water. <laughs> <laughs> right. So was it a traveling ice cream salesman? Yeah, travels the world to create and sell artisanal ice cream. They've given us a challenge. Leslie has really given us a challenge here. Thematically linked Pokemon ice cream flavors. Are those links Sorry. to the geographical locations or to Pokemon found in those geographical locations? I think to Pokemon. They are looking for some ice cream puns. Audience, this is the normal rate. That <laughs> this we're is the this. thinking time. <laughs> this is the thinking time now. Come back. We won't edit this. Come back in fifteen, and we'll have to. No, don't don't do it because this will be the whole podcast. Mint Should we do moves or just mint? Just yeah, Pokemon. Do you moves? You can do moves. David, at this Ros- point, we can do anything. Spear mint. <laughs> Spear, spear Raspberry mint. Power Whipple. Raspberry <laughs> Power Whipple. It sounds like someone's saying it with a speech impediment. I was and I say, love I, that. I thought it was just Jonathan <laughs> Wasp for a minute. Just a Lisa. Just a Lisa. Or a Lisa. Yeah. Raspberry Ripple. Um, vanilla. 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 Yeah. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Ramen. I'm just thinking of flavors. Zek Ramen Raisin. I think is Zek Ramen Raisin. That's nice. Fish. Maybe Polywell's speciality. Uh, Polywagnum. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's good. Nice. How do we know when we've won? How do we know when this ends? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is it. I think we've I locked think ourselves in now. The rest of our lives. Honeycomb ice cream. Honeycomb yeah. Theo's favourite. Exactly. That's Theo's favourite flavour. I feel like I've now got one solid one that I can really hang my hat on, and I'm going to bow out now. Because I also should that's retire. All I wanted. Good night. I'm okay, retire. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on the Pokemon that I thought was. It's the final, guys. Poly- it's the final. It's 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 David versus Ali. The, the ultimate. I'm gonna go off. with um Nia Poliwag. Oh, it's a, that's a that's a that's a point to Ali. Can David respond? Okay. Oh. The pressure's on here as we oh, really no. we really enter the finals. Uh, okay. Tom, how, David how is are you also feeling at this stage. I'm feeling very glad that I'm not in the finals, but also, also happy to bow at the semis myself. Yes, yes, but uh, David no, I... also threw David also threw in about seven different puns, and we no, came up was, with that one. Was all, and that was all out. in the round robin, Ali. This is the finals. So this <laughs> oh, is I see it how it is. Yeah, David I didn't see. need David didn't need to beat me seven nil in our matchup, but he did. <laughs> there is no goal difference here, David. Come on. Um, I'm going to go with this. Isn't great, but I'm just going to do it to save all of us from the pain of me keeping to figure it out. But Ben and Jerry's small axe. They do smalls, smalls, and small lights. Silence. Smallax. The silence oh, is God. deafening. <laughs> could, could, uh, Stuart Clark, I wondered if you would like to co- um, give Ali his crown. Um, I think there's a decisive vote there. I'm sorry, Leslie. I'm sorry to the professor. I'm sorry to everybody. <laughs> I actually don't really like ice cream that much. Someone give me a Welsh accent. Who's Scott? Tell well, me about Scott. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm an expert at, uh, at Welshing. Go on then, Stu, give us your Welsh. <laughs> you've set the bar now. All you've got to do is act like set you're singing. It's fine. Very, I love the Welsh very, accent. Very high in the valleys. Ooh, I... Scott's from the valleys, is he? Yes. I kind of imagine the Welsh part of Formia to be very scenic now. Mm. A bit, you know, 
A lot of green. So how do you how do you access Formia from Wales? Is Wales a part of Formia, or is it a separate region? That's right. It's, there's a there's a platform nine and three quarters in Wales to Formia, guys. Just, <laughs> wow. You just have to find it. Um, I've had I've had an idea about Scott's ice cream Wrexham. and to tie it into the story. We have met an ice cream seller before. <gasps> okay. Section, oh, and that God. is um, Gwen, who is secretly trying to take over the world with an evil quillfish. But she was selling uh, ice creams. So I one, wonder, maybe we've... maybe the professor is the good side of this. So like much like yin and yang, we've got the professor and Scott, whose ice cream actually gives back memories. Nice. Cool. That nice. is good. They're trying to counteract the evil ice cream from Gwen, which was uh, suggested by Josh Anderson back in season one. But they're like a counterbalance to each other. Have they Have they ever met? I thought that was a masquerade for her, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, the it was a masquerade. But the, She's not aware, but the, no. But the quillfish is, is evilly removing people's memories and... She's, just, she's a poor old woman who thinks she's twelve years old and is going to be the Pokemon champion. She has no. She's not complicit in this. The quillfish. Oh is my the goodness! Villain. Oh my goodness! Is is Scott her son? <gasps> what? And she's forgotten because of the quillfish. And she's forgotten because oh. of the quillfish. Oh my god! Oh. So he is travelling the land with memory restoring ice cream, desperately so, oh hoping my, to find so, his mum. So all yeah. Scott knows. All Scott knows. He has a vague memory. Before his mum walked out or left with the quillfish, he has a vague memory that his mother likes ice cream. So he mm. just thinks if he wanders Formia selling ice cream, eventually he'll sell it to his mother who, who comes. when Maybe there's a sound, the sound that he plays, he rings. It's like a childhood lullaby that his mother used to sing from him. And when she hears that song, she comes to buy the ice cream, her memories will be restored. And this time, the person professing the love will be mother and son. Oh, oh it writes itself. Yeah. What a shame that we didn't give uh, didn't give Gwen a nice Welsh accent because it's a lovely Welsh name as well. Maybe she lost her accent when she lost her memories, and so yes. when she gets back to being Gwen, oh, that is a potent memory killer. Man. Oh, that's that is a real okay. potent memory who, killer. Who then who then taught Gwen to speak again? What quillfish? So she has a quillfish accent. So she she has a quillfish accent. Her cheeks are just really blown out all the time. <laughs> Was Grundle McScrooge also taught by a quillfish? I, I think so. And on that bombshell, not to sound like Jeremy Clarkson, I think that's the midsection. Thank you so much, Leslie. I hope we didn't butcher your thoughts for Scott, but I think I'm more interested in the Scott-Gwen storyline than I am with, with the Brandy Theo Kenny storyline right now, <laughs> wherever we are, whatever's happening in the world. Great, if you have an idea for a midsection... Send it in to criticalditto at gmail.com and we'll read it out and we'll, we'll do our best we'll take to come up with puns. We'll take characters, items, areas, towns. We'll take some fiction. ice cream puns if you got any, to be honest. <laughs> we need them. Um, um, Ali, do you want to lead us out of the uh, midsection? I will. Uh, if you'd all like to just lean, just lean. Just keep leaning and away we go. This way and we are out of here. <sighs> Who's that Pokemon? It's Celio. David, Theo, you're you're so one and the same now. I don't. It's just there's a merging, a blending of humanity. We look so similar based on the fan art, but I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's fair. Where would you like right. to put put your first pin in the timeline of this thirty day period? So I would like to put the pin in a couple of days in. So we're talking two or three days. Mm-hmm. And my setup for this scenario is that Theo has been trying to find out some more of the secrets about Togekiss. Who is this Togekiss? What is the connection to this group of rebels in the church? Does Togekiss hold any secrets? Theo doesn't know how to find those secrets out, but 
they do think they might know somebody who can teach them how to do it. And so Theo asks Kanan to come meet them in the sexy room. <laughs> Which is now Theo's office. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kanan, Kanan is opening the door, Theo, to the, the sexy padded weather room in the, in the ship as you're sailing through the sky one day. Oh, what, what, what noise does the door make to the sexy room when it opens? <laughs> Oh. Oh. <laughs> Groovy baby <laughs> Um, Theo I bring pizza I thought you might be hungry You've been in here for hours, Theo Working, you haven't eaten You haven't come out You haven't even sent Meditite To uh, to fetch one of your favourite steamed tofu bowls What's uh, what's going on in here? Why did you want to see me? Well, thank you, Kanan You were always the person who Remembered to bring food During my long all-nighters in the library So... Thank you once again. It almost makes up for the fact that you almost betrayed us and tried to kill all of us on that train earlier. But again, I don't hold any grudges for multiple days, so you don't need to worry about that too much. Um, me and Meditite have actually been working here in the room for, for a few hours, actually. Um, I want to show you something, and I need you to tell me everything you know about it. And Theo, at this point, brings out Togekiss. Right. Togekiss. I see you opened the box, Theo. Yeah, I, I know you said that I'd have to wait for a special emergency, but I was about to be killed by a Marchamp, so I felt like that was probably probably near to what you were describing. So I opened the box, and who was in there but this Togekiss that happened to um, give me a vision, a vision of, of you and of many other church members, all of whom seemed united in some way. I, what's the history of this Togekiss? Like, who, who are they? Theo, as you probably know about me, I am... Um... I've dedicated my life to the Church of Slaslow, but the church that I dedicated my life to, one feels perhaps no longer exists. A relic, almost as lost and as mystified as the King's Rock itself, Theo. It's like I swore myself to a set of ideals that have been lost to time, slipping away through my fingers without me realising how or when it happened. But I wasn't alone, Theo. I wasn't the only one in the church who felt that things had changed beyond relief. And, uh, we banded together. We found each other in tea rooms, Theo. In late-night study sessions. In pizza parties, would you believe? We realised that we all felt the same. But we also realised that how we felt was dangerous. And some of our congregation began getting picked off one by one. There was always an excuse. Always a mistake, an accident. But then the the church started getting more bold, the paladins more fierce. Hillary was attacked in their mobile home once by a, a squad of paladins who came in and blooded poor Hillary with no explanation. I, I, I still shudder to think about the poor mess that Hillary was after that. Yes, so do I. We were trying to help, Theo. We were trying to restore the church to the ideals that it it really should and was founded on, before everything changed. And the tricky thing is, no one knows who's behind the change, or why it's occurred, but it's almost as if the entire pillars of the ideals of the church have changed. The people you saw, Theo, were those who have been lost to the cause, or indeed those who saw themselves in grave danger. I think that's why I appear to you, Theo. It's almost as if, perhaps without your intervention on the train, I was as lost as our poor Hillary became. When I saw that vision, I presumed that we may have lost those people to the cause, and I'll be honest, I was worried that I'd already lost you. Theo, I can't tell you how wonderful it is to 
to see you, and to be able to spend time with you in a, a context that we control. We don't have to sneak around on this ship. We don't have to meet in surreptitious enclaves. I want you to understand, I'm sorry. I am sorry for what happened on the train. It's just that certain things in the church, they are still very dear to me. However corrupt this thing, however rotten it's become. I don't know if we want the same thing, but I do hope we can continue to work together. When you when you say um, you don't have to sneak around anymore, can you have there's be a knock on the door being like, Hello? Address from Ansk here. Is anyone in there? No, 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 just um, just me. Oh, just you, Theo? Okay, yeah, good. Just, I just, thought you were having just, a secret rendezvous, breathing. a church meeting without me, and I, uh, unfortunately, all church meetings should have all the members, um, but uh, I'll leave of you course, to it. Okay. Course. Did you get, you did you get Adri's memo? They keep oh. sending me memos about... Yeah, I've got all 300 memos they sent me yesterday. Yes. Yeah. 300 of them just said, Theo's awful. Yeah. Brilliant. Theo, just to say, could you check your memo box? There's another memo in there for you. Just yes, just of when course. When you chance. I'll check the, Adri, Adri I'll check slips memos. four memos under the door. Oh, uh, Theo's <laughs> awful. Theo's even more awful. Um, we've discovered the meaning of one new word in the type. Brilliant. Okay, so one of those was relevant. Paper is a resource. Oh, oh, Theo. Limited. Theo, this one's this one's <laughs> saying, don't eat any of the tofu. It went out of date four weeks ago. Well, funny thing, <laughs> tofu's fermented, so it can't go off. That's the reason the church silly, loves it. Silly Adri. <laughs> silly Adri. <laughs> silly, silly, the new Adri. word we discovered was Theo's awful. It's written right there in the tome. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for the addition. Yeah, absolute mm. scum of the earth. Um, So basically, Kanan, I accept your apology, but I also, I have something I'd like to ask you. See it as a mea culpa. Okay. I think you might have a... What do what do we call these? The the skills that we've learned, the powders that we burn. I think that you might have a skill that will come in very useful for us going down the line, and I'd like you to teach it to me. You want you want the minimize powder? Yes. And there's something I think you might know how to do, and I might be wrong. Correct me if I am, but I know that the church communicates via slowpokes. We have a slowpoke on the ship. Is there some way that we can intercept church communications? I think Canaan Canaan has got very close with the slowpoke on the ship who now travels around, almost draped around Kanan's shoulders. Did they also pick up Gary's Numel? Gary's Numel is just, yeah, is, <laughs> unless otherwise stated, just wandering around the ship. <laughs> eating, Currently eating. in therapy with Bunnelby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really suffers abandonment issues. It's just feeding, feeding off the memos that Adri leaves around, just eating. <laughs> um, you want to hack into church communiques? Well, don't you think it's odd that we've been on the ship for days and absolutely nobody has come after us? It does seem strange, especially seeing as Mrs. W was on this ship. It seems odd that they would not have reported this and followed up. It's true. I know this is a very powerful skill, and I I know that you don't teach it to many people, and it takes a while, but I think we could do with learning what the church is saying to each other. I like this, Theo. It's clever. Almost too clever. So no. <laughs> it's too much so it's for me. A... I'm old. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like you should roll, Theo. That feels correct, although I hate it. If we say that maybe Theo and Kanan spend the rest of the the night researching with the slowpoke, it's a plus sharp roll to yeah. see what you can figure out. Really, I am plus two. Oh. Sweet, sweet, plus two. Oh. <laughs> oh. Five plus a five with the plus two that Theo has sharp for a total of twelve biggins, my friends. <laughs> okay. Well, let's say then, with a lot of work and a lot of twiddling of the slowpoke's tail plugged into some device, like a radio antenna, 
sort of looking around, sort of on the radios, and then you home in on a signal, and it's faint. Kanan looks at you, Theo, with wide, wild eyes. Theo, I think this is it. I think this is the conclave. What do we hear? I think it cuts into somebody going. Yes, I believe the last known location of it was um was uh, Tapu Dhabi, I believe. And where is it headed? I see notifications that we'll be sending it in the direction of the core. Good. Can we bring it there quicker? Well, it's always important for us to ask questions. <laughs> and what about the anomalies? Leave them for now. They'll come when we need them. The core will be the place. It was nice talking to you, Mr. N. Very, very nice talking to you, too. Janitor Buckley. (laughs) (laughs) Janitor (laughs) Buckley! No. Yes. And also, very good to talk to you, Mrs. S. say as Theo did roll a 12 yeah. that Theo has also learned minimise oh yeah oh for sure that was very easy <laughs> oh. that was Kane Kane was just like here's this powder just, just <laughs> well, it on yourself I don't know well I, well, I was going to suggest that is the ability to communicate with the slowpoke one of the powers rather yes. than minimise oh you don't wait maybe... wait wait Theo do you not want my minimise I mean, it's we'll pretty get cool. Later. Um, no, I mean, I saw you get trapped in it earlier so I'm not, desperate, you get to, not desperate no I, I don't think you skill. understand Theo you do, you do get to be very very small Cool, but you don't get to be very, very big, and that's something of a fundamental problem. No, but we try, we tried for three episodes to make that Theo, bloody there potion. Was, there was a day I spent a day in some Emmental. It was wonderful. I just ran through the caverns. <laughs> you, re- you want this, Theo? I, I promise. I promise you, you really Hayden, want this. You know full well I'm vegan. I'm not going to go knocking around in some Emmental. You might as well ask me to wander through the carcass of a slowpoke. The door bursts open. I knew you were in here having a secret church meeting oh. without me. That's it. Yes. The memos I am going to write are going to Theo, be Theo, Theo, jump. Jump in the memo pile. Hide in the memo pile. Oh, I'll never find them if you jump in the me- <laughs> memo pile. Get out of my memos. They're mine. Swimming, I want them all back. Swimming through the memos. Swimming. Manetric. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Manetric. <laughs> Is there anything that the three of you can see yourself doing together at any point? Well, I think generally the idea of Theo doing some teaching for Kenny and Brandy about battling and about their Pokemon. Yeah, I love this. I love because this. neither Kenny nor Brandy really had much experience, and a lot of these Pokemon are new to us. But Theo will have at least theoretical uh, knowledge of them and what they do. Okay, great. So where's this training session happening? Not the sexy room. Not Brandy refuses to go in. No, there. is it on the ship or is it like <laughs> have you found a location in Formia that you uh you want to go to? Oh, 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 got an idea. Gary Smoke has a private training facility in the desert. Right. It's like that an oasis. Know, that Brandy area. knows existed, but that no Brandy really knows does. existed and that Gary hasn't actually used because yeah. Gary doesn't believe in training. It was like okay. built for him. 
as like a training area. So it's fully funded, fully staffed. Um, they're just <laughs> waiting for Gary to show up, but he never shows up. Amazing. That's where you've gone. So you've gone to sort of northern Formia to a deserty region above the league where Gary Smoke has a training complex. What's the name of Gary Smoke's high-tech training complex? The Garena. <laughs> the the Garena, Garena, yes. <laughs> so, the Garena exists in northern Formia in the deserted region. It's in a small palm tree fromed oasis-type area where they've managed to get enough water and supplies and everything to build this place. Theo, Brandy, Kenny, where are you in the arena for this training? The way I picture it is that Kenny and Brandy are on opposite sides having effectively a Pokemon battle with Theo shouting at us, telling us we're using the wrong moves. And Yeah, I think Theo's in the commentator's box using the microphones and the speaker system across the stadium, just getting an absolute power trip out of it. Okay, so we've got Brandy on one side, Kenny on the other, Theo in the commentator's box. So we cut in mm. on this Brandy-Kenny sparring battle with Theo acting as the mediator. Bowtie, keep juggling leaves. Am I doing it, Theo? No, you're absolutely not doing it. That's not a move. I'm going to really need you to actually use a command. What? Please. Juggle. Juggle isn't a move. You're telling me juggle isn't a move. <laughs> Meditite, can you can you get the um, learn set for Dartrex up on the board that we prepared earlier? Meditite looks at you with this forlorn look of, I, I've already shown Kenny that 16 times. <laughs> Meditite. Meditite, I, Med- I, I know it's tough. This kid is... Oh, Meditite. We're here, aren't we? Meditite. So... Meditite. <laughs> Theo, uh, Theo, you've left the PA on. I'm aware. Theo, can I just? Sorry, Gary the Scroopy keeps eating rocks, and I don't know how to stop him from eating rocks. How does that? How do I stop him from eating the rocks? Is he? Um, is he I've doing got the a move? To that, Brandy, it's being a competent trainer. I'm sorry, Theo. You keep know. saying being competent, but I can't make a scorpion not eat rocks. Aren't they trained to eat I, rocks? I would like you to know that one of my 333 dissertations within the church was famously on the dietary habits of scorpions, and rocks came nowhere near my research. So, well, should I not be more worried by that fact that this is actually against God's will? <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't think Slowking had any decisions about your Scroopy deciding to eat rocks, but I just just try and command Scroopy to use a move, anything. Try and use a rock move, even. I don't know. Remember when Kabuto used a Aqua Jet to turn into a rock move? That was cool. Medistite, can you get the learn set up for Scroopy as well? I thought we made this really clear earlier, but if you could just, just any of them. Any of them. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and get Scroopy to use use rock throw. Okay, roll. Well, I guess I guess roll command because I don't think Scroopy knows rock throw. What's command? Uh, plus charm. It's an eight. Okay, they'll do it. Got to give them an extra shove. Like, Scroopy's not okay, getting it, Brandon. You're going to have to kind of physically I do think, something to demonstrate. No, I think the way to do it is Theo has the brilliant idea after studying everyone's Pokemon, and Theo realizes that Scroopy needs a rival. Scroopy doesn't really care about anything other than a rival and so puts a picture of Lopany on one side of the stadium like a huge picture of Lopany and Gary the Scroopy has realised that Wimpy has jumped a step ahead of, of Scroopy and Scroopy can't handle it so is able to use rock throw when riled up with that rivalry so just throws a rock at a picture of Lopany essentially Great, okay. Add add rock throw to Scroopy's list of no moves. Happily, Stu. Lovely, Happily. lovely bit of extra coverage there. That's what people wanted to know in the time skip. What specific <laughs> move did one of your Pokemon learn in the, in the time? <laughs> it's an essential detail, Tom. It's all very worthwhile. 
Meanwhile, on the other side of the arena, Kenny, what's happening over there? I think Kenny is quite diligently just reading out all of the move sets and seeing which ones <laughs> all of his Pokemon can do. Yes, he's literally he's got all five of them in a row <laughs> and just just sort of going okay so Salandit can do toxic oh that's a okay noted great um next along Gyarados oh my good lord you can do a lot I'm going to speed this process up for you Kenny do you know what level any of these Pokemon are because those learn sets are going to going to differ a little bit depending on that do you know do you know where they are I just I just have one Theo, I would just have one question. What sure. are levels? Yeah, right. No, I thought that was going to happen. Um, remember when I told you in that museum that you forced me through the ceiling of that you had to evolve that Magikarp or I'd never talk to you ever again? And look, I did it. Yeah, you did it. And I love that for you. That's amazing. But I, <laughs> the reason that that Magikarp <laughs> evolved is because that Magikarp reached a level, which is sort of an archaic system that we have of assessing a Pokemon's skill level. Um, and when that Pokemon reaches certain levels of skill, it evolves. So Swirly is quite yeah. new to the world. Yes. Yeah, babies are usually I know, around it's level. his little good boy, Swirly. So he probably can't do as much as, say, Bowtie, which I've had for quite a long time. Absolutely. Your Dartrix is probably a much higher level, which means that more of that learn set that you have there will be moves that your Dartrix can use. So the one Pokemon I'm most interested about is uh-huh. Honchkrow. Well, I guess your your best bet, Kenny, is just to just to start going from the highest learned move on that learn set and figure out how strong that Honchkrow is. Kenny takes on what Theo says and starts to experiment with Honchkrow. And I like the idea of there being like some sort of training dummy in the middle, and you can kind of like manipulate it into whatever sort of type it correlates to does that make sense so you mm-hmm. can like press a button and it will be sort of fire type and so on and so forth kenny presses this one button it's nice and pink and sparkly and tells honchcrow fedora attack that thing in the middle there with the best move you can do honchcrow flies down and one of its wings starts to metallically glisten and it attacks it and i think that's enough for theo to determine that the Honchkrow just used Steel Wing instinctively as it established, okay, fairy, I can attack it. Because Fedora's all about making sure everyone knows it's the boss. Fedora's a bit scary. Kenny's a bit scared of Fedora. Kenny might spend a lot of time with Fedora in this month, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Kenny is convinced, absolutely convinced, he can break Fedora's uh, I Hate Poker Power okay. starts down. I like that. I like that. Theo's head is in their hands thinking it's been three days and each of their Pokemon has learnt one new move and they've done (laughs) nothing else. The door bursts open. Well, 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 don't you look mighty fine, Theo. And it's Professor Honey. Well, if it isn't Professor Honey, what are you doing here in our squatting at a major Pokemon tournament well, stars special arena? A little pickapeck told me that it's, you it's me. were. It's me. I'm the. I'm the. Uh, I'm the pickapeck. It was disaster, of course. Please, it was please oh. do not talk in imagery, Honey. You know, you know that really, that really riles oh, me. Just, but it's, 
Because it's I'm so not a bird. Theo can see that I'm also not a bird Pokemon. They While know that this I'm conversation is going on, the screen in the background is a sort of a hazy pink melange behind Theo. <laughs> and just um, <laughs> one of that Meowth band's more romantic ballads is playing in the background of Theo's mind. But they just stare endlessly at Asta, who is just at this time just going, I don't believe in metaphor. I feel like we've talked a lot about this. Fly me to the Lunatone. Fly me, Lunatone. And let me play among, among the starby. The starby. Uh, 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 Asta, it is um, Theo. It's great to see you again. It is, yes, less than bad to, to be here also. Now, Theo, we came as a matter of urgency because we heard you were going to attempt to teach some Pokemon battling, and I could not let that happen in all good conscience. I yeah, I feel like I did a pretty good job in in the in the sand biome with all those paladins. I, my Pokemon battling was pretty good there. That's strange, Theo, because you you wrote to me specifically from wherever you are flying currently on an airship, saying that you don't think you can teach these two, uh, and I quote, "absolute dunsparces." Brandy, I think that's good. Yeah, they left the PA on, and I don't think they realised it because this has just been an absolute. No, we intended it. We intended it. I took this as a as a cry for help. So hi, I... Professor Honey. Hi, hi Asta. Honey, hi, Asta. Hello, hello. Now, Theo, you're being too softly, softly, nicely, nicely, because I get it, they're your friends, but the only way for them to learn anything is to be thrown in at the deep end. So I called myself a couple of little friends, and then, like, a gladiatorial door opens behind Kenny and Brandy, and a stampede of Tauros just charge towards them as the scene fades down. Ah, Brandy, run! Run for your life! No, Okay, so it looks like the training session at the Garena is being extended a little bit with Honey and Asta sticking with you guys for a few days. And no extended training session is complete without a montage. So give me some little snippets of how you and your Pokemon are training. And cue training montage music. Brandy's struggling to meditate under a waterfall with Asta's nose pass. No fears. Ow! Asta and Theo have a one-on-one battle every day. Kenny asleep and Spiritomb lifting him up and moving him around the room without Kenny even realising. Meltan doing a very complicated equation on a chalkboard and Theo and Meditai in pure awe and just standing ovation. Gyarados flying around the ship using Dragon Dance to change clouds into artistic pictures and forcing everyone in the ship to play Cloud Pictionary.
Dartrix in the captain's quarters stumbles across Elisa's clothes rails and basically goes wild with excitement. And Ke- Kenny and Dartrix decide that they want to put on like the musical of like the adventure so far. And they rope Salander in to be choreographer because she's all acrobatic. <laughs> Munchlax is covered in nicotine patches uh, <laughs> as Aster is trying to convince Snorleone that he's never going to get anywhere if he can't move at all and run. So <laughs> Munchlax is working hard on his cardio. He's on one of those running machines with the like the yes. white the white pads on him, like Munch, Munch, Munchlax. Munch. Spiritum and Kenny uh, play what Kenny thinks is an innocent game of hide-and-seek with a little little cute little baby Pokemon, forgetting, of course, that Spiritum is a ghost and so can literally disappear and float through walls. <laughs> so you just spend an entire day looking for Spiritum. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just going, Spirity, you are really good at this. I think we see a montage of um, Medtite and Barbarical in Kung Fu fight sequences with each other. And then one with um, Barbarical attempting to break the protect on Swadloon, who just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger whilst Barbarical just high fives Swadloon in the face over and over again. (laughs) Skaroopy and Lopany, much like Asta and Theo, have their own one-on-ones, and Lopany is dominant, but in, in a sort of reverse of Frenzy Plant, where it was Buneary at the time, constantly getting up, and now it's Scroopy just refusing to, to, to lay down. Kabuzo doing Honey's hair in more elaborate designs <laughs> on a daily basis, until eventually Honey walks in with a full beehive in a series of plaits that Kabuto has done. Can we say that Kabuto's done everyone's hair? So everyone has new hair, much against their yes. will. Like Brandy is furious, <laughs> but her hair is now Princess Leia-like. <laughs> we basically look like when they dress up in drag in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's how yeah. elaborate our hair is. Exactly. Brandy lies awake on one of the nights, staring up at the picture of her father, Whiskey, and Cassius Flash that Cassius Flash gave her in the middle of the night. It looks like she can't sleep. Theo is working dead into the night with Adri and Kanan and also um, Calico. And whilst everybody else is pouring over the tomes, Theo takes a moment to sneak out a blueprint of the core to pour over in preparation for what they think will be the next important thing for them to do. Kenny finds in Elisa's quarters, which he apparently now lives in, a picture of Drunfisk, Gerdy and Elisa that in a fit of poker-powerly influenced rage, Elisa had ripped. Kenny takes out a piece of paper and starts to draw the picture of his family and then notices at one point Dartrix to their side, just doing the same, but it's just, it's Dartrix and Kenny 
and Hoops and Spiritomb, Hunchcrow and Gyarados. So we are post-training week now. Honey and Asta have left you guys on the ship and returned home. Oh my good lord. I cannot believe that Brandon now has a megalope on it. That is unbelievable. That is so good for her. <laughs> you, know, you know, honey, I, I, I've said this before. Please, just don't, <laughs> don't tease me like this. Don't play with me. We both saw that was still a lope on it when we left. Yeah, but a girl can dream, can't she, Asta? You're too stuck if in anything, the real... I am stuck in the real, honey. When you say stuck, I live in the real. The real is where we are. We've arrived home. At our real ah, house. Ah, the Sephiroth tree. Glad it's <laughs> still here, am I right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, it could disappear at any minute. Gosh, for someone who loves the straight and narrow, we really, I really have chosen a really precarious place to live. It's because you love me, honey, and... Ah, uh, professors, hello, it's me, oh, Junction, the it's actual Junction. Junction. The actual not Junction. A, not Calico. Remember me? I was, I was part of this tree. Of course, um, of course. We've, we've worked with you for years, Junction. It's yes, not like you course. had a bit part in you know our me. story. You, you were a no, big part no. of our lives. I'm a massive part of your lives, but not part of the narrative. Anyway, Junction, what's I happened? Have some, I have some rather rather distressing news. I went into you-know-who's room and uh, gone. As soon as Junction says the words gone, Honey and Aster are off into the tree at a sprint, winding through corridors, getting up to one of the biomes, the water biome where Andros had been staying under their protection. They fling over the door. Astra and Honey stand, mouths agape, and the room is empty. Andros disappeared, and a window to the outside world, slightly whistling, slightly howling the breeze through the now open window of the biome. Andros! And we fade down on the two women with fear in their eyes. road of season three begins not long road it'll be the same as the other seasons i imagine that's such a dangerous thing to say a podcast where you can't plan out a story but what we can plan out are the thank yous i would like to thank michael sands the creator of monster of the week which is the base of pocket monster of the week which is the game we are playing I'd also like to thank Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective for Canto Symphonies, Johto Legends, and of course, Time and Space, which you can purchase now, and please do. The music has been so invaluable, especially in this episode. And it would be remiss of me to not mention Glitch X City's music, which was used heavily in this, especially in the montage section. So thank you so much to Glitch X City. Check them out on YouTube. I'd also like to thank Junichi Masada and Satoshi Tajiri on creating Pokemon. Well done. It was a small, small feat, but definitely worth the praise. Uh, And this is a reminder that we are a not-for-profit fan-made podcast and have no affiliation with Game Freak or the Pokemon Company or Nintendo. 
And I would also like to thank our wonderful patrons. Um, you can sign up to become a patron and support the show at www.patreon.com forward slash critical ditto. And our current supporters are Atlas Moth. Thank you, Atlas. Scott. Thank you, Scott. Joel Williams. Thank you, Joel. Hi, Killy. Thank you. Hi, Killy. Keiko Pin Cosplay. That is a fun word to say. Thank you for letting us say that, Keiko Pin Cosplay. Big Fat Nuke. Thank you, Big Fat Nuke. Jonah Jackson. Thank you, Jonah. Trigula, a.k.a. Aurora. Thank you. Josh Anderson. Thanks, Josh. Alchemage. Thank you. Cesar Trevino. Cesar, thank you very much. Force Majeure. Thank you, Force Majeure. Great podcast. They've also just started up a new season, if you're interested in listening. I think they're three episodes in. GGT, Paladin Extraordinaire, thank you. Crandon Creations, thank you so much. Eric Eikinger, thank you, Eric. Millamoy, love your live reacts, Millo. Ginny Voss, thank you, Ginny. Alistair Collinson, the person who has helped make the game, so thank you, Alistair. I'd also like to take this time to thank Crandon and Jelly, who are two brilliant artists who have redesigned the whole thing effectively. Crandon designed a new logo and is working on artwork for each individual Critical Ditto arc. So we're really excited about sharing that. And Jelly has um, done some amazing new character designs for the main three characters, which are now should be all up everywhere. And we're so excited about that and can't thank those two enough for all the hard work they've put into it. And Jelly as well for helping with Pocket Monster of the Week 1.5, uh, which we can send to any listener. Um, if you email criticalditto at gmail.com, we can send you the rule book that we've got now for that, which is the game we're playing, in essence, with a few changes, just because, you know, in playing a game, you're not actually doing a podcast, whereas we have to cut a few corners because we're recording. But finally, I would like to thank Ali, Stu, and David for signing on the dotted line for another season. So that's great. That's great. We've got them through to season 16, so I've heard. So I've heard, but, you know, that that might not be confirmed. We still need to work out a couple of riders. You know, they've, they've all got their own weird demands, but that's fine. We, I'm sure we'll accommodate. And, of course, thank you for listening. And remember, go catch them all. And by all, I mean your dreams. Right. Right. Wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right. Drop the bass. Welcome to Critical Dido. Critical Dido. Critical. Critical. Dido. Yeah. Finally, a theme tune. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't need the theme tune this week. No. Oh. Welcome to Critical Ditto Season 3.